Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show back after a few days off following the Wild um, ending its season very quickly in the NHL bubble with the uh, loss to Vancouver in the qualifying round. It is Zolgad as always. It is Declan Goff. And uh, Declan, we have plenty to talk about. As uh, the NHL playoffs in the bubble continue, but obviously Bill Guerin in the wild, um, as we touched on with Jess Myers last week, now beginning to plan for the 2021 campaign, whenever that might start, probably at some point if they're fortunate in uh, December of uh, 2020 this year. But uh, the Wild, as Garen pointed out in his end-of-season Zoom call, a lot to get to, a lot of changes coming a culture that Bill Guerin knows has to be changed. So we're talking about on-the-ice things. We're talking about locker room or the room, as the NHL calls it, things. And I want to start here um, because Guerin brought this up in particular, and we're going to get to a couple of things that he did um, bring up on this show. But he brought this up in particular. Michael Russo of The Athletic wrote extensively about this position and who might be available and how tough it is to fill. And I, uh, I liken this to... Quarterback in football, and I liken it, Declan Goff, to starting pitching in aces in particular in baseball. Yes, sir. And that is the center position. Yes. Uh, And if you go through the wild depth chart right now, the center position for the 2021 season has Eric Stahl, aging veteran, coming back on the last year of his contract. It has um, Yul Erickson Eck. It has potentially Alex Galchenia coming back, but he's going to be a free agent, and I'm not sure Your after guy. his playoff performance they're going to bring him back. It has um, Nico Sturm coming up from the minor leagues who uh, played the wing in the qualifying round and certainly not a top-line type of center, but maybe could slot in somewhere. But what I'm missing in giving you the depth chart um, is a potential number one, clear-cut, this-is-your-guy yeah. who centers your, your t- top line. I guess I should bring up the name of Miko Koivu, but I fully expect that he is going to retire. Yes. So let's just start here. Okay. Because, the, the, you know, this is largely a spot the Wild has never really sufficiently filled. Koivu had a great, really nice, great's probably too strong for me to say. Koivu had a really nice career, uh, 15 years, I believe, uh, at his best, was good. I don't think he was a star, but he was good. Yep. But what is your feeling about this position, the need to fill it, and where the Wild stands? And to backtrack to last week, what I thought was very honest and frank comments and an assessment by Wild GM Bill Guerin. Uh, 
well, this, for starters, yes, you you need a number one center. That is the biggest glaring hole on this roster. I, some might say it's goaltending. I completely disagree. I think it's a number one center. That is your number one need, for the lack of a better words. Uh, you need to find it. They're hard to find. They don't just grow on trees. Obviously, you said Miko Koivu had a nice career. Eric Stahl has turned out to be a very good free agent signing and a very good center, but he's on the wrong side of 30 and has maybe a year or two left, if that, in his game. So Bill Guerin's biggest task is finding a number one center to pair with some phenomenal wingers on the sides. They really do. They have Kaprasov. Obviously, Fiala's already a stud. Um, you know, we, we can get into how Matt Zuccarello played, but obviously th- there's there's talent on the sides here. Luke Cunning. I, I think there's there's complementary pieces all around. Story of the wild. There's complementary pieces, and there's depth all over the place. But how you find that number one center is going to be very tricky. The free agent pool is very thin. If you are going to have to get it, it's going to have to come from a trade, which means you're going to have to give up assets. Now, which assets you have to get up to get that acquired number one center? That's where that's where Bill Guerin's at a pause, and where you and I get to uh, recklessly speculate. And this there. is going to be gr- a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be delicious. Because this is probably gr- this is probably going to be a lot of names that the Wild has no chance at getting. But who cares at this point in time? Yeah. And the thing that I like about Guerin is he is committed to doing something. Like he is not. Fenton started this. <laughs> When Chuck got fired, Chuck got fired because that was Chuck's team. And I don't think Chuck could bring himself to tear his team apart. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was very clear that Chuck Fletcher's team needed to be um, not necessarily torched and burned down, but it needed to be torn apart to a certain point. Uh, Fenton was brought in and proved to be a bad hire because he couldn't deal with human beings, which is a problem when you're dealing with... Small issue. When you're supposed to be dealing with humans on a regular basis. Um he got fired. Billy comes in, and I do believe that Bill Guerin knows what has to be done here. Now, can he accomplish it? I don't know. It might be at this position. It might be incredibly tough, but I think he's going to, uh, to try. So to backtrack uh, to what Russo wrote at, at The Athletic this week, he basically went through options at center, um, starting with what he considered to be pipe dream possibilities for acquisitions and trades, to realistic trade possibilities, to free agents who are going to be on the market which we'll get to last, and it's a scary list because to what you just said, Dex, it does show you that these guys, if they're any good for the most part and play center, don't get on that market, right? Yep. All right, so I'm going to run through the pipe dreams for you. Go for it. And and um, just interrupt me as I go and give me your thoughts on if you think a pipe dream is a possibility or it's just basically a, a drug-induced um, I know thought. drugs. Yep, let's go. Russo's pipe dreams. Number one, Mitch Marner of Toronto, who the fan base turns on because the fan base turns on everybody in Toronto. But the GM said at uh, his end of the season press conference, Kyle Dubas basically said, you people have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. Mitch Marner is a very good player. And by the way, I side with Team Dubas here. Kyle is right. He is. He is. Uh, and he, like, I, I know I'm, I'm closer in age to Dubas than you are, uh, but I, I think Mitch Marner is an absolute stud. That's, Tor- that's Toronto, man. I mean, Toronto, Philly, they're going to just hound their – Hound their teams and when they win or lose, that's this is that's par for the course. If you're asking me the logistics uh, or, or the logical solution of, of trying to get Mitch Marner, it's a zero percent. It's that there is no chance in hell he's not being traded. They're getting Mitch Marner, nor are they trading him. Next, number two, <laughs> pipe dreams. Yep, Jack Eichel, who I will say I believe the Buffalo, um, the new GM and the people in Buffalo, despite the fact that. Eichel basically said, I want to win, which, by the way, who can blame him? I want to win. Since he's gotten there, Buffalo has stunk. Uh, 
I will take your track on this one with Marner and say there is a 0% chance, unless you were to give up more than any team probably would give up, that Jack Eichel is not going to be in a Sabres jersey on opening night. Okay, so here's why it's above 0 but less than 5. Um, his comments, number one, that he's clearly getting, yes, it, it, Which it's you a, like little, if you're the Sabres. a little cloudy. A you little love cloudy, those comments. But also, he's clearly frustrated, rightfully so. Um, two, Buffalo is prone to doing really dumb things. Trading away Ryan O'Reilly, okay? They, they just gave him away. Right, but that was the old GM. Sure, but it's still the organization, and I, I need, to, I need to, for them to prove that they're not doofuses anymore. So I, I, I think... I don't think he's going anywhere yet. I don't think he's he'll be traded. But the fact he's is upset, it is the Buffalo Sabres. I know it's new guard, but it's still the same ownership. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they did something silly yep. and eventually part with them down the road. It, this summer, probably not. But I wouldn't be shocked. That's all I'll say. Keep in mind, too. I wouldn't be shocked. The, the comeback that I will give you is if you if you make a phone call on the pipe dream list, the you are going to have to give up Fiala. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to have to give like, up. That's the comeback. Yes. Give me Fiala. Give me a draft pick. Yeah. Give me something else. That is correct. Um, next. Next name. <laughs> uh, Sasha Barkov. It, it, intriguing. It, it, it's, it's probably more plausible just because this guy isn't a franchise-altering player. He's a very good player. Uh, he would be the ifdo de facto number one center on the wild if he were to be acquired here. And he's obviously oh, had, he, has, he has two years left. On his deal, that's relatively friendly, but also, even with the salary cap staying stagnant, he's going to want to raise. Um, intriguing. Definitely more realistic than the first two. Yes, that's what I was um, going to say. This one, we could actually talk about the price would still be more than you probably want to give up, but I don't think they would hang up the phone. I think the first two, they might hang up the phone. On yeah, you. and Florida is so interesting here, man. Like Everyone's been waiting for this team to like pop off. Their offense is legit. They and Dale spent- Talon just got fired as GM, too, so yeah. he- here's... Another team with a GM who might have different ideas. They have a lot of good offensive firepower. Can their defense back it up? They spent a lot of money on Bob. That was a disaster this season. Or, uh, so I, I think they face questions. They traded away Trocek, uh, Trocek obviously, to, to Carolina. They're in a very interesting spot of which way they want to go. Um, I, I think it's probably the most logical of these four. There's one more on this list that we'll get into, but... He's probably the most logical. He's a 35-goal scorer. He still won't come cheap. You're still probably talking Brodeen or Dumba, draft pick, and a sweet oh, or two. Oh, you're talking yeah, one of those it, guys it's, sure. it's definitely not a steal. It's, just, it's more realistic to expect what you'd have to give up for what you'd receive. Of the four names on the pipe dream list, I think the only one where you don't have to give up Fiala to get the guy back is probably Barkov. Probably. Because yep. every because the fourth name I'm about to give you to go along with Mitch Marner and Jack Eichel, I think the comeback is Fiala. Um, but yes, you are right. The Barkov trade... Well, it's it's Brodeen and Dumba and more. Yeah, um, and the last name on this list is the one I do want the most. Okay, that, I will say I will say that I want him more than Marner. I want him more than Eichel. That's because you are a huge closet Michigan Wolverines fan. I love college hockey. Of course, twenty-four year old Dylan Larkin. I'm with you. Kid. I love this kid, but Stevie Y ain't giving him up, right? No, he's probably not. But I mean. Detroit is going to be horrendous for years. Right, to come. but Dylan Larkin is twenty four, and he's going to be around when they turn the corner. Like, like the Stevie Wise got the plan here, man. Stevie he Wise got the Zolgadian. I want to <laughs> suck as much as I possibly can to be good plan. Right. Um, so again, if you make this phone call, you have to be prepared for the comeback to be okay. I need this from your franchise, and you have no interest in trading it. Yeah, and and look, are they? 
a, a team that is so helpless on offense, are they going to trade away arguably a top 10 offensive player in the league, a guy like Larkin who shoots at will, scores 30 goals, plays 23 minutes, 22 minutes a night? I mean, he does it all. This is why I have a humongous man crush on him. He literally does everything that uh, I've wanted on this wild roster. I love him too. I'm with you completely. Three and a half shots a game. I mean, the guy pounds the puck. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Um it's just, I, I don't think Detroit, even if, all right, so like Brodeen and Dumba are obviously like the first two names we all circle as like, all right, we start with that. What else do you want? You know, like right. that, that, what else do you well, want? So is Detroit going to sacrifice their best offensive weapon for a very good offensive defenseman or a very steady stay-at-home blue liner? Probably not. They're not. And and the thing about this is this is not the this is not the phone call that ends with, well, I'd really, you know what, Jordan Greenway might be good with your team, right? Like the, <laughs> those phone calls can be made. Uh, but these are, okay, if you want that guy, and I'm not even sure I'll trade him to you, you are going to have to mortgage some of what you deem to be your future. But at 24, Larkin is with a terrible team, but is very much part of the solution for that team eventually, which I, I know right now feels like it's a long ways away because the Red Wings are back to being the Dead Wings, hmm. but it's not as far as we think. And at 24, he's not old enough to trade. Like, if he was 28 or something, I would say, yeah, you know what? That might be worth a shot. Yeah. But I just don't think there's any way Iserman trades a kid like this. I think that at the end of the day, Dylan Larkin has a better chance of holding a cup over his head in Detroit than being traded. Mm. And look, Stevie Y is, uh, like you said, he has a good plan here. I, th- I think, too, Bill Guerin and him probably have a pretty solid relationship. You know, you, let, let pick up the phone and, and at least try. I, I My think. guess is Garen will. Yeah, and I it, think Garen will call all of these teams. I just think that that with um, three of the four that we just talked about, there's a good chance that the phone's going to be hung up with absolutely nothing being done except for lunch plans. I, I think uh, when I just look at Larkin's cap hit, when I look at his age, when I look at his production, yes, he's completely ideal, but again, then why would the other team give him up? Exactly right. Oh, okay, so, so going through Russo's list of center trade possibilities, those were the four uh, pipe dreams that he published at The Athletic this week. I'm going to, so there's 10 names now on what he called trade possibilities. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to blow through the 10 names, okay? Yeah. And then let's go back and, and pick it apart at the ones that we like. So these are actual phone calls that could result in trades, and these are good centers. These are not probably superstars, but they are quality players that would definitely be an upgrade because Eric Stahl at one point was that guy, but he's just not now. And it's not fair to ask him to be. He he is, as you said, Dex, on the wrong side of 30. He has a year left on his contract. Can he be good in a two or three role? Absolutely. If he is your top center on opening night, you've got problems. Yes, All right. Do. So here is the list of 10. Number one on the list from Toronto, William Nylander. Number two from Montreal, Max Dome. Anthony Sorelli from Tampa Bay, who um, who is going to be a restricted free agent and who in these playoffs has been pretty damn good, is the third guy. Tyler Johnson from Tampa Bay, who is now 30. Uh, wow. <clears throat> a name that we can get back to. <laughs> Dylan Strom from the Blackhawks, who is going to be a restricted free agent. Ryan Strom uh, from the Rangers, same thing, is on this list following his uh, brother. Alex Kerfoot of the Toronto Maple Leafs with three years left on his contract. Adam Henrique of the Anaheim Ducks with four years left on his contract. He, by the way, is 30, so he is not a young man. Jared McCann of Pittsburgh, uh, another guy who's going to be a restricted free agent, is 24. Uh, Let's see here. And then I've got two more names, or I'm sorry, one more name. Derek Broussard of the Islanders, who is going to turn 33 next month. So he is a little bit long in the tooth for the sake of what the Wild probably wants to do. 
The floor is yours. I think I know where you're going to go. Okay, so I, Nyland, uh, Nylander, yes, I'm in on Nylander, and I think the, Toronto's going to have to sacrifice something with all these crazy cap hits that they have. Um, so I, I actually, I, I'm very intrigued. Can I ask you a question there, yes, then? Yes, Is that So is that a Dumba trade? Because yep. Brodian's contract is going to come up. I don't think Toronto wants more expiring contracts, right? Correct. So they would probably want Dumba back? Probably. Just for the... Just for the uh, fact that he's got a standing contract. Probably, but they also, Toronto has some pretty good offensive weapons on the defensive side, too. True. So I, I could see them maybe going with Brodeen. And look, Brodine, although will want a raise and deserves a raise with the salary cap staying the same, I don't like. I don't look at Jonas Brodeen as being like, I'm going to hold out until I'm getting the exact marketing market price that I deserve. I don't. I don't look at him as that guy. Not to say that he doesn't deserve the cash that he should get. Fair point. I just. I don't look at him as like I'm going to hold out and thump my chest over over this and that. So I could see them still looking at at someone like Brodeen and being like, well, you know, if, like we have Kerfoot, we have Tyson Berry, you know, we we have guys that Morgan Riley too. Like we have some pretty good offensive defensemen already. We like, yeah. I mean, we can add Dumba and go all in, or we can add a guy like Brodeen and stabilize things. So, I, I think, I think that one's realistic. I think it's a possibility. It wouldn't just be. I don't think it'd be a, a player for player. Minnesota would still have to give up something else in the deal. Uh, but he intrigues me. He he intrigues me for sure. Uh, Domi, I don't know. Uh, he, he he's played well in Montreal. Given that I wasn't impressed in Arizona. Um, he's young. He's affordable. I just I, I think it's a lot for him to be a number one center. I, I think he's he's really more of a number two. He, he's he's a good player. Um, he the good news is you probably wouldn't have to give up a lot to get him. I feel like if it was if it was a straight up hockey trade, Brodeen or Dumber for Domi, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I I just I don't know how he I strikes feel about me it. more as a number two. Yeah, he is. Like he's a good player. I like him, but again, you're trying to find a number one and. I, and actually, the next name on the list really intrigues me, but the price is going up. Yeah, Sorelli intrigues, but I, I don't think a team's gonna like that's going to be willing to just part ways with a 23-year-old center. Um, I, I think I think the Lightning are, are, are stacked. Um, I think that, obviously, last year they had the little crazy blip in the playoffs after posting the best regular season of all time. Would you trade Dumba for him? Yeah, I would. I I don't. Do you think, but would you think Tampa Bay would want to, would, would do that? Would you throw in a draft pick? Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I probably would. Okay. I probably would because I think there's a chance he can develop into that guy, and I've been impressed by him. Okay. I, I, I'm i intrigued. I, I think he's pretty good, but and it may be in an expanded role. I like him more than Domi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So, like, like, if you're – because I, I tend to I, – I guess I tend to come to your side more on what you're saying about Domi. I, I like him, and I would take him. But as far as plugging him in on opening night and thinking he's going to be – your top center, I have my doubts about there, that as well. And and Sorelli doesn't shoot a lot. He's, he's a victim of shooting percentage. I, I I'm curious because he's obviously buried on some unbelievable centers in front of him in Toronto. So he's still really good. I just sure. I don't know. Uh, Tyler Johnson, no. I, I like the I time has passed. Time has passed. He's five 30, six years yeah. ago, maybe. Yeah. Now my guy Dylan Strong. Now this is a good one. Here we go. The guy that I said four months ago the Wild should trade at, that Greg Wyshynski laughed at me for, that bloggers came after me for, that everyone came after the me for. bloggers took you down. I literally was at a wedding, and I was getting texts from coworkers who no longer work here saying, my God, what did you write? And I said, isn't this great? Isn't this great? We finally can talk oh, about Collar, something. Did Collar text oh, Matthew, you? Matthew said, this is one of the most delicious. Like, usually they're coming after Collar. He's like, this is one of the best things I have ever seen. Someone's destroying someone that's not me or Judd. Welcome to the club, pal. Yeah. Um, Welcome to potty, Welcome pal. Welcome to the potty, pal. Uh, I like Dylan a lot, dude. And and 
I think he's young, and I he's the center that I would totally want to build around. Now, does Chicago want to move him? I don't know. They, they face a ton of salary cap questions that, as Russo that's laid key. out. That's the key. Now, would they <laughs> would they love someone like Jonas Brodin on the back end? Of course they would. But then, but then you're basically playing the same same game as you were with Strom. Like you're, you're not not going to be able to just like say, well, we can't play Strom, but now we have to pay Brodine. So like it's it's tricky to trade for and him. Do the, and do the Blackhawks make that trade with you because the Blackhawks are coming back up now? Like the Blackhawks' descent was very quick, and it looks like it's going to end quickly, and they've got they've got some really nice young talent. In, in fact, of all the teams that were in the qualifying round slash playoffs, the Chicago Blackhawks roster, even with uh, Keith and Kane and Taze, was the youngest roster in that tournament. Right. And so, so I guess my question is, if you're the Blackhawks and you're going to be forced to uh, shed Dylan Strom, do you make sure that he doesn't go in your division or potentially your conference because he could definitely come back and bite you right in the ass? Yeah, and and I, I would have. And look, if the return is fine, I'd make the trade if I was the Blackhawks. But I sure as hell don't want to set a team like the Wild up and put them in good position by rewarding them with a player at a very tough position to fill that they desperately need help at. And I'm a big believer in, look, I think I think trading in your division is a, is a stupid crutch to say it can't happen, but I, under, but I understand why organizations don't do it. I wish that trend could be broken, because um, if you can get the right trade, it doesn't matter if they're in your division or in another conference. I don't understand right, but this they, is at But this is at a position where I would be more concerned. Yeah. yeah. Because, again, if you're the Tigers and you make a trade with the Twins and you send your right fielder to the Twins, that guy can hit some home runs, and yeah, it can hurt. But if I send the Twins an ace yeah. pitcher, I'm setting myself up to be beaten a lot. Yeah, so I, I think Dylan, Dylan Strom is, is a very intriguing option. I, I wouldn't, I'd be very happy if they could get him. I just, it, it, it's, it's up in the air. And now it's brother Ryan. In range, the range is a little older, coming off a career year. Um, he's probably due for a raise, being an RFA. And, and New York strikes me: uh, are they are they trending in the right direction? Are they trending towards? They yes, they are. Obviously, they are. the Carolina are. series was. They not had the good. number one pick. I just I I'm intrigued that they've I, got Capo. They've got um, Breadman. They've got young goaltending out the wazoo. That's fantastic. Right, I'm just they're I'm, trending in the right way for sure. I just don't know if they're ready to go all in right now. Like, yes, they're trending in the right direction. So should that could be. so should they trade someone who's like an RFA, like Strom is going to do for a raise and still get a piece back that can make you better, like Rodine, like a Matt Dumba, and Ryan is 27. Mm-hmm. So it, if you were the Rangers, it, if you can get that piece back and you trade a guy that's 27, I could see it. I could see it too. So I, I, I would rather have the younger one. I'd obviously right. much rather would have Dylan. But Ryan would be intriguing. It'd be intriguing. And I think he would be your number one center. And even though, again, he's probably more of a number two, he, he'd be your de facto number one center. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kerfoot. A, a, this is another guy who... Is like is he just benefiting from playing on the best offense in in the league? Obviously, he had a down year last year. He got hurt a little bit. Um, he's probably not going to command a, a big trade back. Yes, uh, he's young. You know, he's twenty six. He's a center. I just I don't know. He's, he falls in the domey category of yes. Like, is, is he is he good? Yes. Would he improve the wild? Yes. Is he number one center? No. Yeah, a guy like that to me um, improves your depth and and gives you a nice a potentially if he stays healthy a nice player, Declan. But there's a big difference if we're talking about getting a guy that you perceive to be your clear cut for the next five years, top center, yeah. and a guy that's going to give you some nice depth. Which, by the way, the Wild needs both. 
So, so like we're not we're not talking about if it's not a number one center, you can't make the trade. The Wild needs help in both. So I would not object if the trade is right or the deal is right to getting a guy like Domi or Kerfoot. But I do think that it's almost two different conversations and in some ways parallel that we're having here. Yeah. One one is, okay, that guy would be great to have, and he would, from opening night on, center your top line and be a big-time player for you. And the other is, hey, that guy would slot in really nice as a two, and he could play the one, but this is far from a certainty that he would be the long-term one guy. Uh, Adam Henrique is next on, on the Ducks. He's too old for me, 30 years too old. Too old. And, I mean, I take him, but it's not And the help. cap hits a lot. Anaheim, I think, is in total sell mode. They're not going to be good for a while. Um, they're not as bad as the Red Wings or the Devils, but they are not going to be very good for a long time. I, I would have a hard time parting with Brodeen or Dumba. If we want to do something else. Henrique strikes me more, if, uh, if you're good, a deadline acquisition. Sure. Like, if, this doesn't strike me as your, this is going to, Help right, you a ton. I, I would have a hard time parting with Brodeen or Dumba for a guy like Henry. If it's something else, sure. sure. If, if they're just trying to salary dump and cut costs and get younger, then yeah, I'm listening. But I I'm, I would not trade Brodeen or Dumba to get him. Okay. Uh, Jared McCann, maybe. I mean, Bill Guerin obviously is from Pittsburgh. Uh, I just I don't know his ceiling. Like, is he really going to be? Do you think yet he's a for sure a top six player? I don't know. Yeah, I think you'd start off right now. You'd probably put him at the two. Center. Right. And he's, Top six, know, but but the two. He scored fourteen goals last year and and was was a was a decent player. You probably wouldn't have to give up Brodin or Dumba to get him. I don't think you would. I would I would hope not. To be completely honest, I don't think you would give up Brodin or Dumba to get him. Um, I'm interested. Again, he he just falls in the category of I don't know that's enough a, about him to be a number one. Yeah, and that's potentially that's potentially more of a depth move too. Yeah. It's going to help you, and he's going to help, and he's going to be a nice player. But yeah, that's not a one. I, I guess my. My qualification for what I would consider to be a clear-cut, not necessarily a star, but a clear-cut number one center, Declan, mm-hmm. is who would knock Stahl down for sure. Right. Like, without a question, Eric Stahl is now your two. Right. Okay. And yeah. I don't I don't know that Jared McCann, the Jared McCann's of the world, definitely answer that question. No, I don't think so either. Uh, and Adam Gaudet, uh actually, I mentioned him in that Reckless Trade Speculation article, too. I, I like him. He's young. I wouldn't mind, you know, pairing young defense or young centers, excuse me, like Eck and Gaudet on the roster. Mm-hmm. I probably would take him over Galchenyuk. I probably would mm-hmm. just because of his upside. Um, and again, it wouldn't cost you Brodine or Dumba, so I'm listening to the conversation. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be jumping for joy. Like, oh, we figured out the solution to our center problems. I'd just be like, oh, okay, another nice, nice center. So the trade possibilities list, uh, which as we just talked about now and went through all the players that. Uh, Russo had listed in his story at the Athletic had ten players. Okay, okay. The guys that I'm going to highlight as I would see as clear cut. Okay, that let's go now. Trades. Mm-hmm. Nylander. Yep. Sorelli. Okay. Um, I wouldn't do this, but I think you would, and I'm fine with it. I think that you like Dylan Strom that much. I do. Is that correct? That is correct. It's probably those three. Those would be. The, I mean, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that. The other seven players we're talking about are bad players, and they might be absolutely fine. But like, if we were, if you were on your um, on your boat, if this was the the ordinarily uh, July first or July trades, which is not going to be, and you heard about this trade, those three I think would excite you enough to drink ten more claws. Well, I, I drink ten more claws on my. And you're porch. not driving the boat to be clear. I don't, and I don't actually. Believe it or not, just look, I'm not a big boat guy. I, I don't do well in water. If you were on. 
If you were out partying with yes. the co-eds. I would have to stop everything happy. I'm doing, call Judge Zolgad and say, let's yeah. do an emergency podcast. White Claw podcast White. right now. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So, so those yes, three? Those three. Okay. I, both, all three of those guys would be the ones I probably would look at. And then, okay, so the last thing, and, thi- and, this, is, and this is the list that scares you. So this is how centers <laughs> don't g- become available. That's right. All right? Yes, sir. Free agents. They're, they're going to sound three of the four. Very familiar to you. Oh, yeah. Eric Holla. Holla. Mikhail Gronland. Alex Galchenyuk, who, of course, if the Wild chooses to <laughs> resign, they, so they simply can. And, and then I messed up and put this guy uh, in trade possibilities. He's actually not. He's a free agent. I apologize. Derek Broussard. So those four names are guys who are going to hit the market. Um, all three that I read... Hala, Gronland, and Galchenyuk, who have played for the Wild at different times, were used at the wing, okay? Yes. That is how, so so that is why you're going to have to, if, if you want to attempt to uh, fill this gap, why you're going to have to make a trade to what you said, Dex, and give up something substantial. Because I just ran through four names that I think we can all say safely, if they were to come back here, and you were to say, that's your center for 2020-21, you would say, I'm underwhelmed, Bill Guerin. Right. I, I'm intrigued by uh, by Hala, Judd. I, I still am. I, I respected the hell out of him after when they got bounced by the Blues to say, like, what? why are we doing that? Like, well, how does this keep happening? Like, and why are sure, we satisfied yeah, with that, it? I, that's I respect fine. the hell out of him. Um, he goes to Vegas. He plays a top six role and scores 30 goals. Gotcha. Um, He's a little bit of a head case. I do think, even though, like, I respect him being open-minded and, and saying what's on his mind, I just don't know if he wants to gel in this locker room and vice versa. Uh, but it, do you think he's your center? I, I just I I respect what he said, but I don't I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think his game his game wouldn't move the needle at all as far as what we're talking about. Bill Guerin trying to find. I, I I completely get you there. So yeah, I I think it'd be really really tough. Um, I I all those centers we all know that's the funniest thing about this whole whole solution. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So I would say. That that the three names that we brought up from Mike's list of trade possibilities, Nylander, Sorelli, and Dylan Strom, would come at a price, but you could probably make deals for. Yes, I think you would. And, and I think I, I think if we were to try to boil that list down, Nylander's probably my top one. Toronto is going to have to do something here. They will. Marner's not going uh, going to be traded, but Nylander might be. Sorelli might be tougher, but I think could be done. And, and I. I could see the Blackhawks moving Dylan Strom, um, but I don't see it in the division. So I guess if I were to rank these three as far as as potential um, trade possibilities for Bill Guerin coming to the Wild in what would probably be considered some sort of of, uh, blockbuster or at least a significant move, Mm -hmm. I would go Nylander, Sorelli, and then Dylan Strom. Yeah, those are the three guys I want. And those are the three guys that I think you can honestly uh, acquire for Brody and Dumba and realistic prices. Those would be the three I'd target. I, I would say one of those three guys would be the realistic ones Bill Guerin can acquire and, and make this team better. Okay, what are you, just to be clear too here, what are you willing to deal? Because this, these are all going to cost you. What are you willing to deal? We we can start with, we both would be willing to put uh, Brodeen and or Dumba, probably or, uh, Brodeen or Dumba on the table. But one of those guys I don't think is enough to get you th- these guys back. So not. let's take the deal. Let's take the deal starting with one of those defensemen 
and you tell me what else you're going to use. And it can't be just sweetener. Again, I don't think it can be, well, Jordan Greenway really hasn't achieved what we thought, but he'll be great for you. I think it's going to cost you more draft picks, and I think it's going to cost you more uh, from your roster than you probably are comfortable giving up. But the reality is you just have to. Yeah, I, I would I would say I'd, I'd, I'm not really interested. Uh, it, it depends. It depends on how the draft board falls. I, I wouldn't want to trade the ninth overall pick along with, with like Brodeen to get Nylander. Like I, I don't want to do that. I think that is a lot. It definitely but, is a lot, yeah. But if that's if that is the if that is the case, I'm listening. I, I that that's what sucks about Pittsburgh getting bounced in this play in series is you could have had two first round picks and I would have felt a lot better the chip. about the trade chips and the poker chips that you have available. Also the wild, although like Matthew Boldy was a first round pick I get that. Uh, you know, obviously Adam Beckham, uh, Adam Beckman had a really good year in the WHL. He came out of nowhere. Alexander uh, Kavanov, who's now the next, apparently might be the next Kirill Kaprizov, but was probably going to be buried in Russia for years to come. Um, you have prospects, but none that probably like say, oh my God, this is a can't miss prospect that can replace the player who I am trading away two, two years down the road. Um, so I, I think you're looking at probably your first or second round pick, and I'm actually not 100% sure that the Wild have a second round pick in this year's draft. Uh, so you'd have to give up Greenway. You'd have to give up a Cunning. You'd have to give up something else in return. Uh, so it, it's going to yeah, be tough, Yeah, that's man. exactly right. You're going you're gonna to have to give up. Okay. You have to spend to give. And I think, and I think that's the thing. Like Everyone looks at like trying to fleece a team. You know, that's why no, I, you're not going to fleece anybody. You're not, you're not going to fleece these guys. Hell no. That, that's why not in 2020. That is the only reason. And I know you said they changed their guard. That's the only reason I can see Eichel being moved because Buffalo's so stupid. But that's, Yeah, that's but they've got a new GM now, and that guy is not going to come in unless he gets the farm from you and make that, that trade. The previous regime, I think you might have, might have. I don't think that they, they would have done it, but I think there might have been a fighting chance because Botterill and that crew obviously did not do a great job. But Dex, I think the new people are going to come in and tell Jack Eichel, "Baby, we love you. You're great," and because he's damn good. Right. All right. Last question off of this topic of filling a need at center, which is incredibly tough to fill, but Bill Guerin knows it needs to be filled. What are you, Declan Goff, playing the role of Bill Guerin, willing to give up to try and get the second pick, assuming that Lafreniere? It's going to be the top pick, which I'm going to, okay? So I think the Rangers are taking him. Um, there's a damn good young center sitting there at number two to be had. So, field, yeah. Yes. So let's go down that path. So let's put all of the names that we just went through aside and forget about them for now. What would you be? And it's going to cost you a ton, but it also could fill a need for a long, long time. And this kid sounds like he's damn good. What would you be willing to give up for that second overall pick in the draft to try and get that high to get by field. And so if it's the Los Angeles Kings, I'm probably, I, I could give up Brodine or Dumba. I just, I don't think they're going to want to move from there. So that's it, what it, I'm saying. You've got to, I, I think it's impossible. I don't, I don't okay. think there's anything realistic that the wow could give up to make the Kings better. Would and, you, and I'm not willing to give up a dynamic forward too, by the way, uh, to, to Los Angeles. I'm not going to do that. Would you give them Dumba or Brodine? The number nine pick, and one of your not Fiala, but another current top six forward that they would want. Well, like if if it's not Fiala and if it's not Kaprizov, like I don't know if there's any other top six guy that would move that they'd want to take. You know, I I I again I I just don't think it's possible. 
I really don't think it's possible. All the, the, those top six guys the Wild have, none of them, none of them are game changing players like Fiala and Kaprizov are. Mm-hmm. So why? So so I'm not poo pooing your question. I'm just saying that why why would the Kings then want to take on Matt Zuccarello for? S oh and no, no 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 no! I'm saying like a Cunning or or this. You're nine. You're one in 2021, and Dumba for the two. I mean, there there would okay. come there would come a time when they would play ball. Okay. Like I'm 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 gonna push this thing as far. Okay. W- would you give them Cunning the nine Dumba and your top pick in 2021? Yes, I would. Because we're ta- we're talking about filling we're talking about filling a damn near impossible place to fill. Right. Uh. Yes. The trade's got to be. It's, I, it, the Kings have to think that they're gonna win this trade. And and that's why I just I just don't think they'll they'll move from it. But but I I would. But at some point in time I'm just gonna I'm if I offering so much if, it's ridiculous. If you're asking me would I give that up to get number two overall so I can get Quentin Byfield? Of course I will. I just think the Kings would balk. It would say uh, yeah, hang up the phone. That ain't gonna work for us. I don't think they would do it. Fair enough. So that that's kind of how I look at it. Wow. The nine, the one in 2021, the one in 2023. No no no. Again I they're not the Kings. Although they're rebuilding, I don't think they're just going to be like taking all a ton of lottery tickets. They have to get something that's and like Luke Cunning's a nice player. He doesn't move the needle yet. Right? So, no, it would need so, to be. I think it would need to be two. I think it would need to be two first round picks, including a top ten for this year, which you know you have. Right. So I, I just, again, I just don't think that they have any shot in hell of, of getting that number two pick. I probably would be more willing to offer that ridiculous of trade for that pick than I would, um, because I don't. I don't think that there's. Any chance in hell I can get Marner, uh, Eichel, or Larkin? No. I think that there is a chance that I could offer the Kings so much for that pick that they might bite. Now, I'm taking a little bit of a gamble myself then, too, because if the kid doesn't turn out to be what I expected, but if he does, I've got a top center for a long time to come. So Okay. Yeah, that, that, I, I get you. All right. Good uh, discussion, wow. sir. That was, a lo- that was a lot of center talk, but you know what? It's damn important. It is, my friend. Next week, let's come back and let's talk about the position that infuriates us all at the goaltender position. Oh, I can't wait. I have Because notes. the Wild does need help there. You've got a hot take on that. And yet you also... I have data. And you've also been very clear about your feeling about when the Wild and Bill Guerin in particular should pull the trigger on a goaltender. That's Judd's Hockey Show next week. Dex? Pass shoot score.